Hello and welcome back to the Exposure Ninja High Performance Digital Marketing Podcast Extra with myself Jess Percival and the wonderful Tim at Cameron Kitchen. Today we are talking all about Google Gemini which is something I don't really know too much about but it is very AI related, very very exciting, very interesting and Tim is going to explain that to us today. So Tim, kicking straight off with what is Google Gemini? Please explain. I would love to hear. Okay. Okay. Would you really, Jess? Okay. I will do my best to explain. So Google Gemini is a large language model that Google has been working on behind the scenes. So just to back up a bit and just explain some of the, the, the sort of the foundations right? uh, or the basics of, of AI for those who are maybe new to it or need a bit of a refresh. So when you have an AI tool like ChatGPT, there is what's called a large language model underneath this. And this is the thing that powers it. So ChatGPT is the tool and the large language model is basically like the, I don't know, the model or the software that the tool runs on. Think of it a bit like a, a car and an engine. So if ChatGPT is the car, the large language model is the engine that powers it. So ChatGPT is owned by OpenAI and they work on their stuff. And GPT-4 is the large language model that powers ChatGPT. On Google's side, uh, their AI tools run on a model called Palm 2. And that's what powers SGE, which is the AI that we see in search results. It's also what powers Google Bard. And if you use any of the uh, workspace tools inside Google Docs and inside Google Sheets and all that type of stuff, it's powered by their large language model. So Gemini is the next generation large language model that Google is working on. And the reason that us marketers need to be looking at Gemini and thinking about it and doing our research and getting ready mentally um, for Gemini is that the team at Google are very excited by it. And there are some indications that it might have capabilities that we are not used to seeing. It might outperform GPT-4. So that's the first reason that we need to be excited about it. The second reason that we need to be excited about it is Google's reach. So whilst ChatGPT has had a big impact and you know got to 100 million users in however long, Google serves 8.5 billion searches per day. And it's planning to put AI, maybe not in all of those searches, but in a good number of those searches. So this has the potential to become the most used you know, AI tool ever if Google decides to roll it out. And it could have fundamental uh, effects on not only how people use search, but how much traffic marketers get from search on our websites, in particular for informational search. Um, and there are a few different sort of versions of what this might look like, which I think we can talk about later. But basically, we need to be aware of this because it could significantly increase the performance of Google's AI in its search engine, which could essentially take a lot of traffic from websites. So as marketers, we need to be prepared for that. We need to be understanding that this might happen and we need to start putting in place some of the things that we can do to, to mitigate that effect, basically. Jess, what questions do you have about Gemini based on that? Well, the first thing I just want to mention is if anybody is watching and thinking, I don't have AI in my Google search engine or I haven't seen this or that, or I haven't got it in my Google workspace, they're rolling these things out very slowly. So especially the search generative experience within Google, I think that's just like 
a preview like it's definitely not the final thing and you had to sign up through a um like a waiting list and i think it's only available to the usa so if you're thinking whoa whoa tim what do you mean there's there's these ai capabilities not everyone has them yet some people will have the google workspace stuff but again they're rolling it out i would expect to like trusted partners that they know they can get feedback on rather than just throwing it out to everybody and saying good luck like they kind of did with google analytics for <laughs> we won't talk about that now um so I suppose the next question I have for you really, Tim, I know you touched on it a little bit at the end there, but what does Google Gemini actually really mean for marketers? Like, it sounds really interesting. It sounds really cool. We understand what ChatGPT, kind of the impact that that had, but what does this really mean for marketers? What makes it kind of a concern we should have or a yeah. excitement we should have? Okay, well, the first thing is we don't actually know Gemini's capabilities. There are a lot of unknowns here, which is one of the reasons why I think it needs to be on every marketer's radar. Um, we know that Gemini is has been built to be multimodal, which means that it has been trained on images, it's been trained on text and data, but it's also apparently been trained on YouTube. So from that, it will be able to understand you know, video and, and image, but also audio. And the claims from inside Google are that it has this, the, the, the scope of what it's been trained on has given it new capabilities. So um, things like uh, planning and reasoning and logic and memory, these are things that we're not used to seeing in large language models. And I think, it, again, it sort of helps to go a little bit further back in order to it's not that I'm not answering the question. I just think it helps for people to understand the history of where this stuff comes from. So Google's AI efforts are made of, of, of two sort of divisions historically. You've got DeepMind, which has been working on sort of out there problems. And then you've got the, you know, the Google brain, the, the AI unit. Now, DeepMind has a really interesting history. It was an AI company that was bought by Google, led by someone called Demis Hassabis, who is a real sort of pioneer in AI. And DeepMind has been doing fascinating work for a long time. In 2016, they produced an AI model called AlphaGo, which learned the ancient Chinese game of Go. And this is a very complex strategic game. It's 3,000 years old. The sort of the rules of its play were very well established. They were very um, sort of uh, proven paths on how to win, how to compete at Go. And they built this machine to basically take on the, the, the human Go champion. And this machine, through a bunch of um, innovations that they produced through AI, ended up playing against itself, learning how to get really good at Go. Long story short, it beat the champion. But what was most impressive wasn't just that it beat the champion, it was that it was how it beat the champion. And it came up with creative strategies that human players hadn't seen for this game before. And that sort of gave an insight into how creative these AI tools could be at coming up with novel solutions to problems. Now, this was 2016. Why are we talking about Go? Why are we talking about AlphaGo? because the team that has been working on Gemini includes the DeepMind team. And Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google, has been saying that they've been using some of the learnings from DeepMind and AlphaGo in building Gemini. So what does that mean for marketers? Well, that potentially means that if you've played with Google Bard, if you've played with SGE, you've probably found them to be a little bit naff, 
at times, particularly Google Bard. It's pretty limited. I mean, yes, it's great for coding and it's great for some things, but anytime that you're playing with one of these pure text, large language models, uh, either ChatGPT or Bard or even Claude, you get the you know you get the uh, the the feeling that they're quite limited. And I think what the potential is for Gemini, whether you know whether this is just pure hype on Google's part or not. But the potential is that we will be working with a much more advanced large language model, which will have much better capabilities. Like I said, things about memory, planning, and reasoning. And I think where this matters for marketers is a lot of marketers have seen and played with SGE. This is the AI in the search results and said, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we can try and get a link up here or yeah, we can you know try and get some traffic by being a corroborated source. But really, this is basically just the same type of thing. And Google has been very public in their earnings call. They're saying like, SGE is the future of search. And a lot of us marketers have looked at it and thought, really, this is the future of search? Really, this sort of basic thing that's like half stealing from websites and it's getting facts wrong and it's calling Hitler a great leader and all, this is the future of search? This is what you're basing your future projections for the one of the greatest companies of all time on? But maybe it's not. Maybe they're thinking about SGE being the future of search if it's powered by Gemini, something much more powerful. So we've um, heard from Google about Gemini's abilities to fact check itself, uh, Gemini's abilities to, because it's been trained on much more data, be more factually accurate. And if we've got a tool which is more, which is stronger at reasoning and planning and logic, then we potentially have a tool built into the search engines, which could potentially be more useful for users than actually going to the underlying website. Let's say, for example, that you want to make a cake, where you might type in on Google or you might ask Google Assistant, give me a recipe for a fruit cake. Well, what if you just wanted to like take a photo of all of your ingredients and take a photo of the equipment that you had to build it? And SGE, a more powerful version of SGE, could then give you tailored recipe and cooking instructions based on exactly what you've got, potentially even produce pictures or videos showing you how to build it with your stuff. So here, potentially, we get to a future of search where the tool itself becomes more useful even than driving people through to websites. This has profound um, impact on, on marketers, particularly those of us who work in search engine optimization or whose businesses rely on driving organic traffic for informational searches to our websites in order to convert visitors and eventually sell them later on, particularly if we're targeting top of funnel traffic. So that's where this is important for marketers, because if as marketers, lots of us rely on organic search for our traffic and, they, and we rely on informational organic search visitors for our traffic and our conversions. So anytime Google is playing with technology that might impact that positively or negatively, we need to be aware of what's coming. We need to be open-eyed and clear-eyed about the potential upsides, but also the potential downsides of this so we can start building it into our marketing campaigns. Yeah, great, great answer. Um, just so you know, if you are watching this podcast being recorded live, pl please feel free to leave some questions for Tim um, in the comments and we'll do our best to get through as many as possible. I suppose my main question really is, Tim, is... Can, will Gemini, I know this is such a classic question from when ChatGPT came out, but can, does that not mean that Gemini can just do it all? Why should we make recipes for our website to help sell our food processors if you can just then take a picture of your 
ingredients and then Gemini just tells you exactly how to do it. How can we then still do fantastic digital marketing when we're competing with that? Yeah, that's a really good question. There was a really interesting study that's been published fairly recently on uh, search engine land, it was, from an Israeli uh, SEO firm, and they projected the traffic impact of SGE, so the AI answers in Google search results. And their projections, let me get my numbers right, their their sort of best case projection was, a, a, I think, a 19% on average drop in organic traffic. Their worst case was more like a 64% uh, drop in traffic, with the majority of this obviously being informational search. Um, however, they did find that there were some websites which potentially saw significant increases in traffic, mainly if they weren't ranking particularly well anyway, but they managed to get themselves featured in the in the sort of box at the top that Gemini, or sorry, the SGE will uh, reference or, or link to sites that corroborate. So I think there is opportunity for some websites to actually increase their, their traffic from SGE. Um, obviously, this is all estimates at this point because we don't know what the click-through rate is going to be. We don't know how people are really going to use this, how many people are going to be clicking through to websites. I think from a marketer's perspective, it may well be that the future of search engine optimization looks kind of different. So rather than providing, say, a generic guide on baking a cake, it might be more about giving structured data to Google so that it can use that data in its search results and then cite you as the source of that data, for example. So in the cake you know, thing or whatever, it might be that someone's asking, how do I bake a cake? And if you're selling cake mixes or selling the blender things, you might have some statistics on how your thing blends X percent better, or you might have some detailed uh, guidance on how best to make a cake based on your blender, or you might have some amazing testimonials from pro cake bakers about how your thing is the best. And all of that is then information which Google can use in its search results and, of course, then link either linking through to your website as the source of that information or just mentioning, hey, you know, these chefs recommend this particular brand, which could then lead to a branded search down the line. So I think in a, I've got three um, sort of variations of, of the scenarios that I think could happen as a result of all of this stuff. And I think in the in the maximum disruption one where, where marketers see the most disruption to their search traffic patterns based on SGE and Gemini, I think that's the world that we move to where we're feeding Google different types of information to get that ranking, to get featured in the search results than we are today. Um, so I th I, yeah, it's not all bad news. I think the other thing to keep in mind is that actually, I think this is going to keep more users in search. So we've seen over the recent years that some people are starting to search on TikTok or like e-commerce searches. Someone's asking, how would you think Gemini will impact e-commerce websites? Well, for a lot of e-commerce, actually Google isn't necessarily the starting point for those searches. But I think what happens is that as SGE and as Google's AI offerings improve, Google actually entrenches its position as the default starting point for the internet. So I think it's going to lead to more searches happening. It's probably going to lead to more market share for Google if they get this right. 
And therefore, for those of us that are optimizing websites to be shown on Google, it potentially leads to more traffic and more visibility. Because remember, being recommended in the SGE results will be as good as having someone on your website. You're just being recommended, so that's going to result in a branded search later on. People are still going to be buying things. SGE isn't going to stop people from buying things. Potentially some training businesses may be impacted, but from, you know, for most purchases, people are still going to be buying things. So we have to remember the fundamentals. This is just a different type of search engine. We've always said, as long as there are search engines, there will be search engine optimization because there'll be people purchasing. And then it's up to us as marketers to figure out how to call it how it is, manipulate those search results so that they're recommending our businesses. So I, I think our job changes but it doesn't go away. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. Now I know we've done a couple of videos about this on the channel already, and if you haven't already, hit subscribe because we put out a new video about digital marketing every single week. They're very, very laser focused on different different topics, and we do talk about AI quite a bit. It's definitely just integrated itself into our videos. We've put out a couple of videos about how digital PR will become more important and PPC. Now you said something there about sort of getting recommended by certain chefs let's say if you're selling food processors we'll just keep with that example would you say that digital pr um plays a big part in that and what would you say about ppc as well how that might be involved with gemini too yeah i think i, I mean to be honest i think we'll see people using ppc the same way that they do today which is i mean a lot of marketers would rather rank organically let's call it as it is because they're not paying per click and i think that will probably increase as a result of sge particularly if we see fewer search results in that feature box at the top then competition for the clicks on that page is going to increase so more more advertisers are going to be piling into ppc which will probably see uh, cost per click go up um as it becomes more competitive for digital pr um we see digital PR as, a, as, as quite an important tool for the future because these large language models are training on the data that is out there, but they're also, as they get more advanced, they're also going out to the internet. If you look at how, um, if you look at how uh, Bing chat works, it's basically passing your question, then running searches in the background, and then rewording those searches and giving them back to you. So in that model, ranking on Bing actually becomes more important because not only do you get the organic results, but you also get the, the AI answer basically regurgitating the top ranking organic results and spitting them back to you. So I had a great chat with Bing uh, chat a while ago where I was asking it about digital agencies doing a bit of sort of competitor research. And I ended up with the thing recommending the Exposure Ninja free website and marketing review to me. And I thought, isn't this neat? which by the way, you should go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to request. I thought, isn't this neat? We've put so much information out there in the world about this thing that it's now a core part of that large language model's understanding of the world. So that when you ask it a question, it's then surfacing that information and actually doing your sales pitch of your CTA for you. So I think that's really interesting. And that's where digital PR potentially becomes really interesting is if these large language models are training on publication websites, they're looking at the data that you're sharing on those websites and they're giving it high priority. And if you're getting those links back to your site, that's gonna increase your ranking in the organic search, which chances are that's gonna increase your likelihood of getting featured in those links as well. So I think it's like a double-edged thing, but digital PR and brand certainly gonna become more important as, uh, as, as more search becomes AI focused. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, we've got a couple of videos on our channel about that, one about PPC specifically and one about digital PR spe specifically because we predicted this long ago that these things would become even yeah. more important in this AI world for sure. Um, so I think the other questions I had, I think you've answered them, Tim. So I think maybe it's time to hop into some of the comments, if that's all right. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, Brandy has said, I heard some negative Gemini will basically be stealing traffic from websites. So what's the good news for digital marketers and their clients? I think stealing traffic from websites, that's how a lot of website owners are going to feel because we are used to Google serving up our websites and we feel entitled to get that traffic. And I think that's always been a a slightly risky position because Google over the years, you know, if you're trying to run a website on what's the latest weather, you've been having a sad time with your organic traffic over the last eight years or however long it's been since Google's just been embedding weather widgets into the search results. If you're movie times, movie listings, same thing, Google's just embedding them into the search results. So for a long time, we've seen Google sort of trying to expand its reach, take more information off your website, even featured snippets, right? It's just dragging information out of your website, showing it in the search results so that people potentially don't need to go to your website. So I think there's a couple of pieces of good news. Firstly, you might still get that traffic. Featured snippets, everyone expected traffic to go through the floor. Actually, if you get ranked on a featured snippet, our research and our evidence from our clients that we've got ranked in featured snippets, you actually get more traffic. So that's the first thing is if we can get our websites ranked, if we can get our websites shown as part of these results, then the potential is there to actually get more traffic. Even if it's stealing content from our website, as long as it's then citing us for the source, someone who's interested in finding out more information can click through to the website and go there. So that's the first good news. But the second good news is I think what we're talking about here about getting the tool, if you can somehow manipulate the data that the tool is looking at in order to give its answer. And I use manipulate in a very sort of friendly white hat way, of course, but that's basically what search engine optimization is. If we can manipulate the, the source, then we can influence, maybe influence is a better word, we can influence the output. So if we can start getting SGE to recommend our business, if you say to SGE, someone else has answered, uh, as a small business who offers services locally and in relation to Google rankings, what's your initial thoughts on how to use it to our advantage, right? If, if I'm searching for, you know, local juice bar and I'm getting SGE, if, I, if the local juice bar is given SGE all the information that it needs in order to be able to recommend me to the user and the user can then ask follow-up questions like, okay, yeah, but what's their opening hours or do they serve vegans or can you bring a dog in? Well, that's an incredibly powerful tool. That's essentially a live sales agent doing your work for you. So I think that's the good news here is that those of us who adopt this and who adapt to it can potentially steal a march on all of those that are going to be sleepy because there are businesses that are going to be incredibly sleepy about this. Probably the next however many years, like one, two, three years is going to be a big land grab where those of us who figure out how to reverse engineer what it needs, those of us who figure out how to feed it the rich data it needs and who, who can mark up that data so that we're the ones who are being recommended. This could be one of the most profitable times in all of search if we take advantage of it. If we just sit away and go, oh yeah, but it's a bit rubbish or hope it goes away or la la la, la you know, it, we're going to have a sad time. So I do think there are lots of positives here. Yeah, um, another one I want to add is that 
there's yes there is the potential that you'll lose traffic but there's also the potential that that traffic that does come to your website will be more qualified and ready to purchase so it almost feels like you know gemini slash sge will get your get these people to the point that they're like i need to go to that website and have a closer look and maybe buy from them or hire their services anything like that um so i think that's another thing that could be that could have a huge impact and you might initially see that loss of traffic but you might see your conversion rate go up and be like huh very very interesting so i think that is that's really important to consider as well it's not all about the traffic it's actually about how much of that traffic is converting so i think that's really important to consider too yeah agreed um someone's asked is this upgrade the same as google's data driven model upgrade i think that might is that about the data driven attribution updating google ads if so no it's not the same thing this is about the this is about a large language model a next generation large language model that's going to sit behind all of google's ai products and what that means for google's ai in search product google sge for those who have just tuned in absolutely um so we've had another question how do you think gemini will impact e-commerce websites now we've kind of seen the impact of this a little bit already in google's sge in that you can make really specific searches so if you are searching i think the example they gave at the um the conference was like red bike for a four-year-old and it will give you a few different options of red bikes for four-year-olds you know and i think that's going to be the main impact is that people are going to be getting specific they're going to be asking questions about very specific things like what's the best car for somebody who wants to do a road trip who owns three dogs and wants to travel to this place this place this place like that's how specific people are going to be getting so you're going to be needing to really do a lot of research into how your customers are finding you why they're buying from you what led them to make that decision to buy from you in particular like what makes you stand out what is unique about your your product really i think that's one of the ways that it's going to to impact impact you the most really if you're just selling the same generic thing that everybody else is selling and you just drop shipping it it's going to be really hard for you to be able to appear in those more specific searches if google doesn't have any particular reason or any signals from you to help influence their decision well the ai's decision anyway yeah bang on uh, and i think you know, if Gemini is good at reasoning, if it's good at problem solving and coming up with creative solutions, I think we could potentially see, this is just my, you know, speculation, but I think we could see a better product recommendation engine than we've ever seen before. If it's good at, you know, reviewing a product image, for example, and inferring the features or capabilities of that product based on the, you know, based on the image, then just this question about, you know, what's the best car for this, this, and this, you know, potentially you get a much more detailed answer. But then the job of an e-commerce site and the job of e-commerce product descriptions in particular, I was talking to our um, director of business development, uh, Ali, and she made a great point, which is what's the role of a product description now? Well, the product prescription uh, description could potentially contain a huge amount of structured data, which gives Google the understanding, the deep understanding of that product that it needs so that it can recommend it in the right cases. Right. So if, if I'm selling, you know, an iPhone or no, that's a bad example, let's say I'm selling, you know, this camera lens or whatever, and someone's searching for what's the best camera lens for a home video setup. Well, 
if we can give Google more information about that camera lens and its suitability for a home video setup in the product description, we're going to massively increase our chances of that product being recommended by Google. If we can do some outreach to influencers and get them to talk about how suitable this lens is for, you know, home video setups, or we can get our product featured in, you know, best lenses for this, this, and this. If we can give Google everything it needs to recommend this product, and we can do a better job of that than any other seller of that product, potentially even the dropshipper can start to win some wars that they maybe would have lost because they've got nothing unique. Now they can maybe start to challenge because they can give Google the data that it needs in order to recommend that product and you as the seller. So I think it's really exciting for e-commerce. If we're honest, Google's shopping offering hasn't been great. I don't think it's ever been the the sort of game changer that we had hoped it had been. Um, and you often still find yourself navigating through websites, whereas I think Google will probably want to keep as much of that traffic on Google as it possibly can. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, just a uh, sort of example that popped into my brain that could kind of help you sort of understand the scope of this is pretty much my whole young adult life, I struggled with adult acne, right? It sucks. It's embarrassing. It's one of those things. And every single time I would go to search, you know, products for people with acne, it was all tea tree products. Now I'm allergic to tea tree. So it just makes everything my whole life worse. And also I tried other product products that just made things worse. Now me not being a skincare expert can look at all those products and go, okay, this ingredient maybe is causing that issue or this one. Whereas I would be able to go to Google and say, can you make some recommendations of products for acne for somebody who's allergic to tea tree? I've tried this product, this product, this product, and they didn't work for me. They caused me these issues. What can you suggest? And that just brings it to a whole other level because you don't need to be looking at those ingredients. You don't need to be making those decisions. You know, you can, the the AI can do that for you. So I think it's going to become more important than ever to be really open and honest about what's in your products, um, what their USPs are, and the things that kind of maybe even like the journey you've gone on to create them. Because some people will be searching for, you know, most maybe cruelty-free products in the UK that don't include tissue and include blah, blah, blah. If you've got that you're cruelty-free and all these other things, then that's going to really help Gemini understand what makes you stand out and they'll slowly understand from different searches the different I don't want to say buzzwords and we definitely don't recommend saying things like we're cruelty free and then not actually being it because that's just terrible but Google's Gemini will start to understand the things that they often show people that then leads to making a purchase from those certain searches so yeah I can definitely see there's a lot of scope here like an awful lot um awful lot of scope here um, we don't have a lot of time left. Actually, we're over. But Tim, if you think there's any questions yeah. that you think are super important, and if we don't get to your questions today um, and you feel like you could benefit from a free website marketing review from the team at Exposure Ninja, head to the link above, exposureninja.com slash review to um, request your free review today. And of course, if you've learned anything new from this live stream, hit like, leave a comment if you're watching afterwards um, and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to the podcast, please hit follow as well because we'd definitely appreciate that. Tim, final yes. question. So there, there's actually two questions that I'm going to okay. try and wrap into one. So someone's asked, what are the immediate things I can do today to protect my business? And someone else has asked a sort of variation of that, which is we're making, uh, or 65% of our traffic is coming from 
uh, SEO? Should they change their marketing mix? I think we're basically asking the same thing. What do we do with this? How do we sort of get on the front foot here? So firstly, I wouldn't necessarily change your marketing mix. I actually think SEO is going to become more important, but probably some of the key tasks that we're doing may change. So for the time being, I wouldn't change it. Um, what I would do is make sure any content that you're putting out is high quality. And by high quality, I mean specifically obeying Google's quality rated guidelines, particularly focusing on any direct experience that you have, because that is going to be a key battleground. That's going to be the sort of thing that Google wants to link out to. Um, we can talk more about you know the, the role of experience, but in just as example about the anti-acne products, if you can get people to talk about their direct experience of your product and they can recommend and they can link to your product name and your you know your website that's great so that's the sort of task the seo task i think that will be future proof because that has a place in the sge world what are the other immediate things that you can do today to protect your business firstly follow the exposure ninja channel we are absolutely obsessed with getting this figured out and sharing everything that we learn along the way. So we're doing studies internally to work out how we can get websites ranking in SGE. Um, and we are absolutely determined. There are ranking factors to everything. And once we've got them and once we've tested it and we can make sure that it works, of course, we'll roll it out to all of our clients, but we'll also share what we learn on these channels as well. So follow us if you want to be bang up to date with what's going on. And then just don't panic. Just make sure that you're mentally aware for when Gemini comes out, test it, play with SGE. If you haven't already, play with it, figure it out, poke at it, see how it works. Just keep, just commit to keeping up to date with these things and not being the person who finds out about this because all of your competitors have figured it out and stolen your traffic. So at the moment, I think it's just get ready, follow us, we'll share what we learn. Um, but know that this is coming. Gemini is coming out before the end of this year. Whether it will come to SGE in that time, I don't know, probably not. Um, but it is coming over the next year and these changes are going to be big. So just look alive, stay on the front foot and be ready, basically. Very, very good advice indeed. Like I said, if you have any questions, feel free to leave them in the comments of this live stream once it's over or feel free to um, drop us a message on social media or leave us a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to and um, include your question in there and we will do our best to get back to you. We also have written a blog about this which explains things in a huge amount of detail and um, includes some really awesome like visuals and whatnot so i think we both posted that at the same time because we're very very efficient so we have two <laughs> it's the same blog it's the same blog um but yeah go take a look that'll have things in more detail for you um, and we also just have generally a load of wonderful blogs written by various people at exposure ninja with loads of great information so yeah i think that's it for today tim absolutely fantastic podcast thank you for all that information i think any, everybody's going to take away a lot from that. I would say I went from not really understanding what Gemini was at the start of this podcast to really having an idea of how it, how it impacts marketing and um, businesses. That's really fantastic. Anything else you want to add? No, if you've got any questions, feel free yep. to drop me a line, Tim at ExposureNinja.com. If you've got any um, SGE uh, ranking studies and anything like that, then always keen to have a look at it. So, yep, email's always here. Great. Thanks, Joe. Well, we'll see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.